Hi, everyone. This is Michelle Lau from QVC and, of course, the puppies. I would love it if you could join myself and Rick Flynn. Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and we are here today to talk about everything that we are thankful for. So let's get started. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn Presents... Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hi, everyone. Welcome on in. It's our Thanksgiving show for the year 2021. And I couldn't be happier than to have with me. Who else? It's Michelle. Michelle Lau. Come on in, Michelle. Say hello. Hi, Rick. It's so good to be here with you on this Thanksgiving show. I just feel very grateful this year about everything and, and so positive about next year, too. Isn't that right? That's so true. Glad we're at least making it through the COVID. Absolutely. That that bad C word that we should never speak again. <laughs> yeah. Boy, isn't that the <laughs> truth? Whoa, what, a, what an experience in life that has been, which yeah. nobody wants to go through. But hey, you know, sometimes you got to take, take the bitter with the sweet, you know? Right. That's right. And there are so many things in this world to be grateful for. And I count you as one of my blessings, Rick. So it's, Well, God it's bless really you. God bless nice. you. That's right. I feel the same. Actually, it was kind of an accidental type of a thing. I didn't realize at the TV station I would be forced to follow your career, but it just worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out that way. And you're not even a blood relative. My blood relatives are forced to follow me. Uh Oh, yes. Uh But I appreciate that a lot. I'm sure. It it is funny how people meet, isn't it? That's very, very true. Very, very true. And, you know, I I enjoyed hearing all about your career because it was actually an extremely good story, if not a story that was interwoven with a lot of good fortune, too. Absolutely. No, I'm very, very blessed. I I don't think there's any accidents in this world, though. I think things are predestined. And I just feel like once I let that go and just kind of went more with the universe, (laughs) everything Mm -hmm. falls into place so much better. Isn't it true? That is so true, because they say if you did not get this, that or the other job, then it was the next one that you were destined to get. You see Absolutely. what I mean? Right. That's that's what it is. You, uh, and Paul McCartney sings, what's he saying? With a little luck, we can work it out. Everybody needs a little luck. But then again, luck is only going to get you so far. That's right. I mean, those big, scary career decisions that we make oftentimes turn into the very best thing that we could ever have imagined. I mean, I've got wonderful people that I'm working with now, a, a project that I'm really proud of. I mean, I QVC was always on the agenda, but I didn't feel like I was ready for it at the time. And um, it when it was the right time, it kind of presented itself. 
which was awesome. And in the meantime, you know, I'm grateful for the education, the resources to keep growing so that I was in the right position at the right time. So yeah, work is definitely something I'm super grateful for. The fact that we can broadcast out of our house right now is pretty awesome. It's that I count that as a blessing, something I'm grateful for, right? The fact that I just can work at all. Without, without magnetic tape. Yeah, whoever would have thought. <laughs> oh, I'm delighted to say that. Oh, boy, if you knew how many cartridges I have bought over the years, magnetic tape cartridges, and now it's digital. You can send it to someone via the email. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really crazy. I mean, I am grateful for email. I mean, it can just be distracting, obviously, but what a great way to communicate when you need information quickly. So the next time you go to grumble about getting, you know, email, think about how miraculous it truly is. Snail mail used to take us days and days. My phone and my laptop, I'm grateful for them. I mean, I can work anywhere I want. Wi-Fi, you know, spell check, all these things are oh, <laughs> yes, things that I'm yes. grateful for at work, you know. Yeah, that is so true. Michelle Lau, what a what a good thing to hear your voice, for heaven's sakes. And like ladies and gentlemen at home, Michelle is currently a, a diamond representative for two companies. QVC, QVC right, which mm -hmm. means you're on QVC representing the blank, blank diamond ensemble or line or whatever you call it. Yeah, I am on QVC as uh, the Affinity Diamond Expert, which is our natural from the ground diamond line. I'm also uh, at QVC representing our Firelight lab-grown diamonds. And then we've got a great kind of fashion line called Accents by Affinity, which we just launched about a year ago, which has taken off like a rocket ship where... Everything's a quarter carat and less, and it's all really inexpensive. So, you know, no longer are diamonds out of reach between the lab-grown and the, the smaller, you know, more dainty pieces that we're now offering at QVC. We've got literally diamond products for everybody. Well, that's good. So diamonds on these lab-growns are within the average person's reach? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're, they're about 30% less than from the ground diamonds. And they're, you can afford bigger diamonds, brighter diamonds, um, you know, cause there's a, a whole color and clarity grading scale that the Gemological Institute of America um, established a number of years ago. So we could all kind of know what we're buying, even if we don't see it physically. So the lab growns are, they're colorless, they're eye clean, they're just absolutely fabulous. I'm a big supporter of both um, from the ground diamonds and lab grown diamonds. I think that they're, they both really have a great place within your jewelry box. I really love them. Well, now some ladies that can afford with no problem the in-ground diamonds they still buy the others because there are occasions when they don't want to wear the expensive diamonds perhaps they even have an insurance policy that says you're only allowed to wear these blank amount of times a year i've heard of that yeah, no, that's very true. But, you know, the misconception is that lab-grown is somehow less than, and that's just not true. I mean, lab-grown diamonds are chemically the very same as, you know, in the ground diamonds. They're physically exactly the same, and they're optically exactly the same. I mean, if you don't have some pretty sophisticated, I mean, ultra-sophisticated equipment, you won't be able to tell the difference with the naked eye. So they're they're having to do things like engrave the girdle um, of the diamond with, you know, lab-grown diamond um, initials just so that people can tell the difference. So when you take your diamond in, 
it doesn't get switched out like, oh, yeah. for, you know, for sizing or something like that. No, absolutely. You know, there, and people automatically go to the price thing when they're talking about lab grown diamonds. And I know I tend to do that too, because they are so much less expensive, but really uh, that's not the main reason that people buy them. They buy them because they're gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, they're really, uh-huh. really pretty. So ladies with big pockets and big handbags, they, um, they love them too, because again, you get the bigger pieces. They're now making them over two carats, you know, some five carat pieces and things like that. So it's the, here's, here's how I always explain to my customer, which one they should purchase. If you want a diamond with a lot of history, something that was billions of years in the earth's crust, hundreds of miles below the earth's surface, then you want to go with that rarity scarcity of from the ground diamond. If you want something that's bigger, bolder, brighter, if it doesn't matter to you that it's grown in a laboratory and tended by man because they're grown a lot faster, then you go lab grown. And um, so that's kind of how I differentiate the two of them. If the rarity scarcity, if the historical thing is important to you, go with the from the earth diamonds. If you just want something that's more perfect and bigger, then I would go with firelight. But anyway, I am grateful for diamonds. They definitely pay the bills, but, (laughs) and hopefully I'll find one under the tree this year. (laughs) Uh From Ron, from Ron. Exactly. Exactly. Another, another thing I'm very, very grateful for my relationship, of course, we're all so thankful for, you know, our at home time these days. And our relationship is something I definitely don't take for granted. I, I just feel really lucky with that. Right. You're Florida guy. My Florida guy. That's right. I met him uh, in Tampa Bay. We, um, I was working for Home Shopping Network uh, at the time, and it just went from there. So having a supportive partner, definitely something to be grateful for. Somebody that you can really share the deepest parts of you and somebody that you can trust, you know, someone to lift you up. These are all things that I don't want to take for granted ever in my life. Right. And I have to remind myself once in a while, right? What does he think about the current state of the traveling circus? (laughs) You remember that that's what he calls it. Absolutely. He calls calls our life the traveling circus. We love Pennsylvania. I'll tell you what, it is so beautiful. I mean, right now it's close to 70 degrees at the time that we're doing this interview. And, you know, it's November. So that's just crazy to me. But um, the leaves turn here, which we didn't have in Florida. And he's from Michigan, um, originally from Sterling Heights. And so you're um, from Michigan, aren't you? No, I'm from Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. That's right. Yeah. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were down there working in Florida, and that's where you met. Mm Absolutely. Yep. And the traveling circus has been the reason it began. We call it that. That's where that was the first city of it, right? Which is perfect because of Ringling Brothers, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In Sarasota. But no, we've been to a lot of different states and I've been around the horn in the shopping industry. I've, I've probably, I would venture to guess, I've probably been to more networks than virtually anybody else. I mean, I was sitting there thinking about that this morning. I can't think of anybody who's ticket punched like I have. I started at HSN. I went down to the Jewelry Channel uh, in Austin, Texas. I was at Gems TV in Reno, Nevada. They dovetailed into Jewelry Television in um, Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and then here. And then before that, I actually did some home shopping work up in Minneapolis for um, one of the local cable channels. So I've been in this for a long time. I just love, especially as we move into the gift giving season, I just love being able to match people with the perfect gift to make their partners and their families and their besties smile. I mean, it's just, there's no better feeling than finding that right piece. Well, the last time we spoke, you had been in it for 30 years. I have a birthday coming up in December, too. I, you know, expect big gifts. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) I I know I'd heard about that. It was. And you know what? For I think it's 29. You're not looking bad for a 30 year jewelry employee on television. Well, thank you. You must have got started as a minor. (laughs) practically i mean honestly i was very young when i got in and i'm probably one of the few uh tv shopping personalities that can still raise their eyebrows and yeah right right (laughs) well you were a student you were in college and you went Mm -hmm. and you actually auditioned for hsn yeah well i was right out of college when i auditioned um or a few years out of college when i auditioned for HSN, but I have been um, in television for a long time. I mean, in the media, particularly, I mean, my first, I modeled initially back when I was skinny and cute. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. You're still cute. (laughs) And by the way, next to somebody that you would consider to be morbidly obese, you have not hit that stage at all. Well, I appreciate that. But you know, let me tell you, God bless Oprah. The women of the world, I've said this before, Michelle, women have Oprah to thank. She broke the mold. Prior to her, if you wanted on, you had to be, well, excuse me, but you had to be what you were. You were blonde, young, skinny, and cute. Well, thank you for that. And then Oprah Uh, came along, and Oprah worked with a friend of mine who was a TV director in Baltimore. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's in Cincinnati now and has been for uh, 30, maybe 40 years. It's a ridiculous amount of time. But he worked in Baltimore as a director And then what happened? They had a white female up there in Baltimore that took a job as a producer. And that job was in Chicago. They had a TV show up there, which was local, and it was going off the air. The hosts either resigned or something happened, and they needed to replace the show. And The gal said when she got to her new job, they must have asked her, do you know anybody that could host this show? She says, well, I certainly do. I've got a gal over in Baltimore who's hosting a show there. I think she'd do a tremendous job. And this was right at the time when Phil Donahue was getting ready to retire. And they were thinking about, because Donahue was going to eventually retire, they were bringing in Springer, who used to be our mayor here, to do his show, which they did not know was going to be the show that we all know that was his show. That happened by accident when a fight broke out one day. They did not plan it that way. That was accidental. And even You know, I met him. Oh, yeah, that was our mayor. Yeah. 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 Where did you meet him? I met him at NAPTI. Oh, at the convention. 
Yeah. Yeah. He actually asked me to dinner and I didn't really know anything about his show or about him or anything. I said no. And looking back now, what a missed opportunity to meet a really interesting character, right? He was known as one that was active. Let's say that (laughs) about him. He was active. That's the same convention where I got to play and have cocktails with William Shatner. Oh, from Star Trek. We played a little pinball together. Oh, no. (laughs) On the machines? Yes. He had a pinball machine that he was promoting. And so we sat for like, I don't know, two hours and played pinball and had drinks. And it was really fun. Oh, I (laughs) think that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. That is great. So where was I? They asked the gal, the producer that left Baltimore for a new job in a new city. Do you know anybody that can host the show? She said, I've got a perfect gal that'll host it. Yes, I do. She's back home in Baltimore. She brought Oprah in. Oprah took and hosted the show, and it was outrating, almost out of the box, Michelle. In fact, it was outrating Donahue. Wow, right away. Uh, Right away. I didn't realize that. I knew knew the story, but I didn't realize that she started rating immediately. That's really impressive. uh, Yes, she did. And I think the show that she replaced was Dialing for Dollars. (gasps) Oh. remember that show yes 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 (laughs) that's and the host and his wife or somebody got into it with somebody i think i don't know if there was argumentation behind it but i don't know if they retired i don't think they retired voluntarily but apparently they must have quit there was some type of situation i'm not going to describe it my buddy would know all about that but he at any rate they did not have a show that they brought the girl in to produce either dialing for dollars, which is what I believe they brought her in to do is to be a producer. And when she got there and the host quit, then they said, "Uh Oh, who should we get? Do you know anybody? She said, I've got a gal, Oprah. And immediately Michelle Lau, immediately she starts out rating Donahue. That's great. And the rest, then they backed up. What is the word you use? Pivot? Pivot. That's, That's right. right. They Gotta said, pivot. whoa, we is going to pivot here because what we've got, we have no business with this gal locally. We've got to put her out nationally. We've got to syndicate her. We have something for sale. And they put her out nationally with all of her glory, the same Oprah everybody knows, and boom, it worked. Wow. And boy, didn't it ever work. Didn't it ever work. And every woman that gets on TV now, I mean, look at Delta Burke. You remember Delta Burke? Yes. She. Do you remember, oh, who else? Lulu from Hee Haw. <laughs> I do. Lulu oh Rum, she's been a guest on this show. podcast. Really? Wow. Yes, I've cool. had her on. I've oh, had I'll look that one up. Oh, it's on there. I have 60 uh, episodes, I believe, right now. In two weeks, I'll have episode 60. I edited episode 60 uh, this morning, Michelle. No wonder you were sleeping in a little bit. There you go. Right. I got up (laughs) early. I finished it, and I fell asleep thereafter. 
and that's why we got started 10 minutes later. But you know what? That was episode 60. This I can't wait. Oh, this will be 61. Oh, yeah. It's a good show. But Lulu Roman came on, and uh, I've got a December, which is action-packed with with show business personnel. And Oprah, I believe you gals in television, you owe her at least a handshake when you see her. Would you agree? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, she really did open a lot of doors for a lot of people um in television including myself so no i am that is something to definitely count as something to be grateful for and i agree it's that time of the year you got to start thinking and admiring and holding up to the light people that have done good for others you know and there's a lot of people out there that are working hard to make the world a better place oprah of course leads the pack in that I always look forward to this time of the year. I look forward to her favorite things. I always see some cool stuff there on the list. And her book club, that was popular. Oh, of course. Yeah. And everything, everything that woman touched kind of turned to gold, didn't it? It sure did. Well, you know, that though, I hate that phrase because that implies that, you know, it all came easy for her. I, I think one of the things I admire most about her without knowing her, just watching her career and what she does is how she grinds, you know, how she really, she's got a lot of grit, you know, she really works hard at everything she does. And I admire that a lot. I, I, I see similarities between she and Martha Stewart in that way, you know, and how hard they work and, and, and what they do to try to help the world and change the world. And she was someone, when I met her recently, I um, didn't even know what to say. I was really starstruck um, by Martha Stewart because of everything I'd read and heard and, and what I'd seen, but um, she was so gracious and nice. I stood right. there all stiff for a couple of minutes. We were on the set. We were both getting ready to go on at Q. And um, she was standing to my left and she went on before I did. And, and uh, she turned and smiled at me and said, here we go. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Martha Stewart, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she'd been out there working with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Yeah. And That's what a, a pairing. Right? Yeah, what a pairing. Mm-hmm. A red herring uh, pairing. I don't know who <laughs> thought that up. Yeah, I really I don't know, don't. but I like that phrase. I like the red herring pairing. Uh, that's now that's something that. that that just that came upon me. It that was an <laughs> epiphany. Yes, really a works. red herring pairing. Martha Stewart <laughs> and Snoop Dogg. Oh boy, oh boy. But Michelle, at least you know the Oprah story and you know who our boy mayor was because that's what they called him. He was the youngest party to ever hold that job in Cincinnati. They called him the boy mayor. He held it and was reelected. They elected him again. And I believe at the time he had it, he was 32, which is young for a mayor. Yes, it is. But what a a compliment to him. He must have been very uh, well-spoken, very well-informed. And I'm afraid I'm not aware of the kind of job he did in Cincinnati. Was he a good mayor? Oh, well, let me just say that the, the, the mayoral ship was hit with scandal at one time under Mr. Springer. And I will say that what happened is, is that, and I'm not stating anything that's hidden. Uh, It's a public 
it's public information, as you might suspect. But mm-hmm. they are. Uh, if you're familiar with downtown Cincinnati, Michelle, you'll know that if you cross one bridge, you know what state you're in? Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky. And right across from downtown Cincinnati, if you cross that one bridge, and we have more than one, we have one bridge that'll take you to Newport, Kentucky. Sin City, it used to be called, because of all the uh, strip joints and so forth. They've cleaned a lot of that up. I don't think that Newport is Sin City anymore, but... If you cross the I-75, I-71 bridge, the main bridge is called the Brent Spence Bridge. That'll take you into into Covington, Kentucky. And they arrested a prostitute in Covington, Kentucky, where when they were cleaning out her purse and looking through it, she Uh held a check in that purse made out to her from our then illustrious mayor. Oh, my goodness. So he wasn't old enough to know not to write a check. For yeah, no, no, apparently not. No, no, wow. no. That is the joke that he'll never live down. Yeah, that is the joke. The old check joke. They still bring it up from time to time. Well, you know, I do admire people who, you know, dare to change the world or dare to change the world that they live in. So I give him I give him credit for taking on a job that cannot be an easy job to take on. But, um, you know, people that have vision, we benefit benefit from it in the long run enormously. So I'm trying to say something positive here. (laughs) Right. Well, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. And I will say this, he graduated with a law degree. He's a lawyer, a lawyer gone bad. He he never practiced law, but he, where did he go? Oh, a very, very reputable. I don't think it was Harvard or Yale, but it was right up there. It was one of the highly accredited colleges in this country. So he, he was educated. And when he was a mayor, he started to go on local radio here on a, a FM station, and he would give uh, an opinion. It'd be a one or two paragraph thing, which they would play at the station. I think they played it after the news or something, and, and he would describe an incident that happened in the town, and this is my opinion, and that was the precursor, if you would, the predecessor to what was to become that segment on his news anchorage time where he anchored the news and they called it a final thought. That sounds familiar. Yes. Oh, now there he is right there. He's over there yelling at his audience. I hear him. (laughs) Are you talking about the puppy? The puppy. (laughs) I wish he were better trained. Oh my goodness. Is that a brand new little puppy? It's a brand new puppy. Um, and is that yours or is that mom's? Here. It's let me see who it is. It's both of them together. What are you fellas doing down there? Are oh. you barking when you shouldn't be? Huh? Tails are wagging, so that's good. Oh, that's good. That's very you, good. You guys behave. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, don't worry about that. This this is a family show, Michelle. <laughs> he's five months old and he just found his voice, so he's using uh-huh. it as often as he can. Right. Well, we've had a couple famous news anchors. One of them you're probably going to recognize by his name. His name was Nick Clooney. Oh, wow. That's George's dad. Really? 
wow, is he a handsome guy or what? Uh, George Clooney's handsome. Don't get me wrong. I think my husband looks a little like George Clooney. I'm so lucky that way. But uh, his father now, that's a good looking man. Well, now, if you want to see his dad, you go up on my Facebook page and it's Rick Flynn Presents, not my personal page. That's Rick Flynn. Go to Rick Flynn Presents. That's my podcast page. Scroll down to the bottom. And you'll see Nick and Nina Clooney, that's his mom, and myself all together. And that was taken at a private radio station event. And there you get to see our news anchor, uh, Nick Clooney. Nick Clooney was with WKRC-TV in Cincinnati. And his uh, mom, Nina, uh, they still uh, reside here. And a classier man I've yet to meet. He was just a wonderful human being. I love Nick Clooney. And it was just um, a joy to to actually, when I showed up at Procter & Gamble, because they had hired me, you see, to for me to do some voice for them. And I walk yeah. in, they say, well, we're going to play you what we worked on last year, and we'll let you see how this guy did it. And I said, okay. And I'm standing there in the control room, and they get out reel-to-reel tapes now, not digital. And they put them on. Here we go. And they hit play. And who am I listening to? Nick Clooney. (laughs) I said, it was right then and there, Michelle. I said, I know I've at least made it now. You know, (laughs) when the guy that did my job I'm doing now a year ago was Nick Clooney, I ain't half bad, Michelle. <laughs> no, I would say, well, you're more than half good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 in the ballpark now. I'm with the boys, you know. Oh my gosh. I'm hanging so, with the big boys. So I gotta ask you, isn't um is W I C S the ABC affiliate where you are? Is that where no, the ABC affiliate is uh WCPO TV. Okay. That's where Nick Clooney's luncheon show. He also did a luncheon show from noon until one. And that was called the Nick Clooney show. So he actually did that. Yeah. And he did that opposite, uh, uh, the, the Ruth Lyons slash Bob bronze 50, 50 club show, which was on WLWT television, uh, channel five, uh, WCPO is channel nine. They're the ABC affiliate. I see. I see. Uh, WKRC used to be the uh, ABC affiliate, and they swapped with WCPO, and they got KRC, got uh, CBS, and Channel 9 CPO took ABC. They made a change, which is very rare, and I don't know why it happened, but they did that years ago. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah, you've been in the business a long time. You know everybody. Right. Well, it's right, really I, fun to talk to you. I do. I know. I know a lot of people, but then again, I, I'm going to be very truthful with you, Michelle, and to tell you that when I get sick, or which is not often, thank God. In fact, I've never been on meds uh, a day in my life, and boy, isn't that a blessing? Yeah, but for sure. <laughs> I've had. I've had the good luck, I guess you could say, of having my health. But when I think about what could have happened to me health-wise and what happened uh, just with getting sick occasionally, I realize just how lucky that I am. And I've seen, we just had a news, uh, we had a television weatherman here die of the COVID, you know. 
Oh, and, so sad. Oh, it's very sad. And I mean, who is to say that couldn't have been couldn't have been me? It could have been anyone, you know, anyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we have a lot to be thankful for again. And there are things that we take for granted, you know, and I uh, being grateful also means acknowledging that there are things we take for granted and acknowledging how important they are. You know, you're talking about people that are serving our communities. I I just feel really strongly about counting them as blessings this time of the year, you know, whether it is our police officers or our firefighters or, you know, just the many people that do selfless acts every day to make sure that we're safe, to make sure that we're well. It's just, it's an important time of the year to be, you know, taking note of those folks. Even like this morning, the guys were out and they were, um, cause I live in a place where you pay a, a fee an association fee, and then they take care of the lawn and all the repair work and all of that. And I stopped and I said, thank you to one of the guys, because we, we forget that there's a lot of work that goes on just in everyday, you know, businesses and at home and, and all of those things. I mean, being in nature is great for your health, but you know, I don't like to be out there cutting trees. So <laughs> I'm right. grateful for nature, but I'm also grateful for the guys that are taking care of all of those things for me. Michelle, so. I own a home. I own oh, my own right. home and I have to pay an HOA fee. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you know, I don't mind it. I, in fact, I'm, I'm going to make a conscious effort to be grateful for writing those checks. Because, <laughs> yes. Well, I know. write them. I'll tell you what, it's not bad. I write them once a year. There you go. And what they do, done. they pay. I pay for the lawn care of what they call our common areas at the country club. See? Oh, well, that that seems like a good a good situation, right? Just pay it one time a year, and it always looks nice. Right, and then well, then they have a lake or a pond. I guess you call it. It's not a lake. It's a pond, and if you want a canoe or a rowboat or something. You can have that at your home and a little dock. And it's not a lake, but you got to pay extra per month if you live (laughs) on the little pond, you know, on Golden Pond, you know, that'll cost you more. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but that that reminds me, too, of something I was thinking of when you when you told me to count blessings and think about things I was grateful for. You know, it's not the pond you're grateful for. It's the sight of the pond. Right. It's the senses that attribute to that experience. So it, it's you know, it's the touch of, you know, the bark on a tree or you know, the taste of, of raindrops in your hair or, you know, the smell of the, the pond and just being able to look out your window and seeing that. These are the things that, that really need to be counted. Not the, It's not the pond that's the blessing. It's the experience of the pond, right? Well, true. And then the pond where, where I live, it attracts a Canadian mallard geese. Oh, how fun. And you that's can great. look out your window and actually see that. And the last I heard years ago, those homes, they pay $75 a month pond fee. And they're beautiful homes, too, by the way. Now, that was a a quote from, from, I don't know how many years ago, five, ten years ago. It was $75 a month. So, I mean, it's not out of the ballpark, but they charge those homes more because you need to care for the pond. Makes sense. And I don't have a pond to care for, but I have common areas which are not the golf course. The golfers will take care 
of the golf course, but I have all these expansive areas where we have to have, uh, well, snow removal for the streets, and we, I, we pay for the care of the lawn that everybody, uh, you know, uses. Gets to as, enjoy. To, gets to enjoy, primarily just for the scenic aspect of it. Sounds lovely. Ladies sure. and gentlemen, it's Michelle Lau. We're talking about what we have to be thankful for, and everyone, we are recording this show because Michelle and I are going to be on the air and we're going to release this show on the 24th of November, the day after this program gets released to the public is Thanksgiving. So I figured what I'd do, I'd invite Michelle on, would talk about what we have to be thankful for. She's a pro in the industry. Everybody knows that, including me. And Michelle, <laughs> you're never going to believe it, but the, the hour is three quarters of the way through already. We only have, what, 15, 15 plus minutes to go, and we're done. Wow. Wow. That went fast. You Isn't mean you've been that recording this? Yeah, no, I've been recording. Yes, yes, believe it or not, uh, you're you're never going to believe it. But yeah, I've been recording this. Absolutely. It doesn't feel like an interview. It feels like I'm just chatting with an old friend. So I really isn't appreciate that, that. Isn't that the truth? And I wanted to thank you for another old friend of yours that you hooked me up with. And boy, didn't we do a number on your girlfriend, your bestie, Tracy <laughs> Edwards. You really did. It was so much fun to listen to that interview. I, she you know, loved it. Uh, and I love her so much. I mean, she's at the top of my list of, of people to be grateful for and relationships to be grateful for. I mean, having um, a best friend around, someone to lift you up when you're down, you know, somebody to help you look at things in a different way. Because Tracy has a very different perspective on life um, than a lot of my other friends do. You know, she's so quirky and funny and fun and um just so supportive and anyway i i actually i'm grateful for her every single day of my life every time i wake up i think about my girlfriend tracy she's a product of the theater yes she is a girl is with the theater a combination jail and theater but i don't mean criminal i she was not in jail as a criminal she was the the daughter of two jailers and how funny is it that she actually got the entertaining bug by entertaining the prisoners in the jail? <laughs> right. You know? She jokes about how it was a captive audience, but, um, you know, making somebody else feel good, you know, getting somebody to laugh or smile, it, you know, it helps. It helps every everybody. helps not only her, you know, confidence in a, as a young girl in front of a crowd, but I would venture to guess that she probably kept them pretty, uh, pretty entertained there in the jail as well. Absolutely. And that's what I told you. I used to sit in the control room at the television station, and that's how I got to know this girl that I did not ever meet, I never spoke to, uh, never met, and that was you. You're, it was Michelle Lau. You weren't even married at the time. No, you were not. Am I right? Nope. You're right. I mean, you've been with me through my life as a single person. When I first moved to Florida, it's hey, so weird. I've I mean, been with you longer than your husband. <laughs> yes. You know, you really have. You were working at HSN's what they called America's Store. Mm -hmm. Now, what yep. was America's Store? 
was that kind of like QVC two? Um, in a way, yeah. They, you know, it all had to do, and you know this better than a lot of people, Rick. It all had to do with um, contracts, airing contracts, and relationships, and how different stations were paid especially like the low power channels. And yes, so yes. because of duopoly and, and all of those types of situations in business, they developed more than one channel to kind of maximize their contract. And so that way they could be on in with a couple different channels in some of the markets or some of the uh, markets that didn't have, um, you know, the bigger channel would carry the small channel. And so it just gave them better coverage. And so at one point, when I first started there, they actually had four different channels going all at the same time. So, and they all hit different markets in different areas. And it was, it all had to do, some of the channels were revenue share channels. Some of the channels were set up, you know, well, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to set up a broadcast contract. Right. Yes. Yes. And And we just happened to be the people in Cincinnati that aired you. Which I was very grateful for. (laughs) And and it was on the, it was when I was in the control room, I used to watch you, Michelle, but it was also in that same control room, I heard a gal that was also on America's store, owned by HSN. And she said, I remember growing up when my parents, my dad and my mom and blah, 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 whatever she said. And they used to watch the Cincinnati Reds. And I came to you and I said, Michelle, I heard this gal, Tracy, talk about the Cincinnati Reds. Is she from greater Cincinnati, which would include northern Kentucky? Yeah, and she sure and was. And you man. said, oh, yes, she was. Her parents, you told me, were jailers. Yeah. And her mother in particular was quite a character. I mean, I can see where Tracy gets her, her comedy chops and, and, uh, uh-huh. all the things that make her so unique and so special. And, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people wonder what happened to, what happened to Tracy. She's not on the air anymore. She's uh, retired and enjoying her life, uh, with her significant other and they're living in, uh, the greater Atlantic area. And, um, yeah, she's, she's doing well. You know, she was diagnosed a number of years ago with with multiple sclerosis, which she's dealing with. She actually worked um, as a spokesperson for the MS, I think it was the MS Society for a while. And so I did an interview with her about MS and about her you know, journey with that on my podcast, if anybody wants to go check that out. But um, give the address you know, she, of it. It's called uh, You Are Solid Gold. And it's with Michelle Lau, obviously. And it was one of the early one of the early episodes that I did. And it's, it's pretty raw, you know, I mean, she talked openly about what she's had to go through with it. And it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody with an illness, but when you hear it um, straight from somebody, like it's one thing to read an article about MS and about symptoms and about drug treatments and all of that, but it's a whole nother thing to hear it from somebody that maybe you've connected with um, on television in the past and maybe didn't even know she had an illness. Right. So many of us deal with, with things um, that are in the public eye that nobody even knows about. And she's a really good example of that. So and she's I really an actress. She can her. make you feel any way that she wants to make you feel. I believe right? that with us. She's a singer. She can do the voices. She was, oh, she played all these roles and all these theatrical plays. And then she went and did a lot of TV. A lot of TV, yeah. She worked yeah. Um, not only for HSN, but she worked for the Oxygen Network. Speaking of uh, of um, you know Oprah and some of 
the things that other people, you know, have accomplished and launched. She was a part of a lot of things that are going on. She was on. part of the USA Network. Absolutely. Yeah, I, me too. I used to watch. You work for USA? I did. I did a travel show for them, uh, for Barry Diller, when it was USAI. Oh, and, we, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ron and I. It's so funny. He hired both, or he didn't, but one of his people hired both Ron and I to do it. So it oh. was the greatest gig. Oh, my God. It was the most fun. They would send us on these cruises and these vacations, and then we would cover them like a news story, right? And then we would sell packages, like so at the end, you know, kind of like an infomercial. But um, it was a blast. Sounds I mean, to me to get- like it was kind of Rick Stevie-ish. Rick Steves. You know who Rick Steves is? I don't think so. He does the travel show for PBS. Oh, yes. Well, Rudy Maxa and I are good friends, too, and he does the travel show uh, also for PBS. So, yeah, I knew I know now who you're talking about. Absolutely. I'll have to I'll have to go watch. That's fun. No, we had a great time. And Ron, who has literally, you know, no um, experience in this whole arena, he was the photographer. He, like, ran the camera. It was crazy. We were on a real low budget, but we had a wonderful time with it. I kind of wish we still had that gig, actually. I, I've got the travel bug in such a big way after the coronavirus lockdown that uh, I can't wait to get out and get a, get going again. Right now, on your podcast, which is on Anchor, and by the way, right. this one that we're recording right now is going to be on Anchor. Anchor is right. owned by Spotify. Therefore, mm-hmm. your podcast is also carried on Spotify. My podcast Absolutely. also, both of us are carried on Spotify because they own Anchor. Right. But yet right. on your podcast, you often do a little travel log uh, uh, with all these you. yeah with, with these cities you go to. Well, it's almost turning into a travel log. The the podcast, it's, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's all kinds of different interviews there. It's it's just basically what catches my fancy. But being a Sagittarian, the way that I am, <laughs> I have this this wanderlust. You know, I I love to go different places and experience different things and cultures. And so, yeah, those are some of my favorite segments. And um, I partner on some of them with um, Tim Hennigan from the Travel Collaborative. So he and I, we're, we've got one going right now that's going to be published in the next. Oh, I don't know couple of weeks, which is a Croatia segment. So that is unbelievable. The visuals are just so beautiful because I do not only the podcast on Anchor, but I also do a video version of it on uh, YouTube under the same name. You are solid gold. So if you want to see the pretty pictures, come to YouTube. If you want to hear the stories, it's on Anchor. I think that's fabulous. Michelle Lau, I've got nine minutes before we're going to say goodbye Thanksgiving, when the public hears this show, we're going to air it, like I mentioned, the day before. It'll go on the air live and stay there starting November 24th. The 25th is going to be Thanksgiving. As you look back upon your career of over 30 years, and mom is now with you at home, I know you've built her a place to live. Is that part of what you're thankful for? The beautiful Pennsylvania scenery. I was born in Pittsburgh. I know a little bit about it. I just have never lived in this city where you're living now, but everything seems to be going nicely for you. And you've had just a remarkable, a wonderful career. And what are the other things that you're thankful for? Well, you're right. I mean, the number one is the fact that, you know, my mom is here with us and there is no place like home. And we do love Pennsylvania. My pets, of course, my my wonderful uh, little 
barky barks that you heard in the background earlier. Um, my little doggies are are definitely a big part of my life. You know, they're an incredible source of love. But, you know, people also say that, you know, your health is the crown that sits on your head, right? That only the sick man can see. Uh, I'm really thankful and grateful for my health. And the fact that I'm doing well in my life does uh, make me very grateful. But I don't know. I'm just grateful for everybody that I've met along the way, everybody that's held me up when things aren't always even, you know, I'm, I'm having a really good run right now. I love where I am. I love what I'm doing. Life is really good right now, but it hasn't always been easy. Unexpected things happen, right? Losses happen. Um, job losses happen. Um, and I just feel really blessed to be able to have conversations like this with you that make me feel connected to another human being that it's the people around me, Rick. It's, it's you, it's Tracy, it's, you know, my mom, it's my, it's, it's the, the beings around me that lift me up that I'm most grateful for. So it, this is a year for me in getting my priorities right, right? That's yeah, what I want right. to focus on looking forward to next year. I want to I want to look forward to a cozy fireplace when it's cold. I want to look forward to, you know, lifting somebody up that's feeling down. I, I want to look forward to nights that are peaceful and quiet and days that are busy. And I want to try to be a better person next year. And so that's my goal. You've never, <laughs> uh, Michelle, you've never been a bad person. Well, I'd like to think so. But, you know, there we all need to think outside of ourselves a little bit more. And that's my goal for next year, looking forward to next year, trying to give more to the community. I mean, that's when I started my podcast and thank God I did, or I never would have met you. But when I started it, I did it actually out of a depression, out of a, a feeling like I was out of control, right? I mean, the world was falling apart. The news was bad. Everywhere I went, it seemed like people were hurting and it was affecting me emotionally a lot. And I thought, I want to shine light on good things. I want to shine light on people that are doing positive things and helping other people. And, um, you know, let's talk about places to go and things to do that make people feel good. So that's why it all began was kind of this transformation um, that I'm going through, I think, where I came to realize that what makes me happy and gives me the greatest joy is when I can better the lives of people around me. You know, like if I can mentor a friend. Uh, if I can comfort a neighbor whose father passed from COVID, if I can, you know, help a pet, you know, just little things, everyday things that people take for granted. I want to be more in the moment with those things and those people. And um, so that's the goal. That's the goal. Very, very a well. A little bit better. Very good. I've got four minutes remaining, ladies and gentlemen. My dear friend and a great big thank you goes out to from QVC, you all know QVC, this is Michelle Lau, and her website, her Facebook, it's all out there for you. Michelle, you don't mind one bit having the people contact you. Tell them where to go, where they're going to find you at the other end. Sure, I would love it. You can always send me an email at hello at youaresolidgold.com. And if you have a story idea for me, or you just want to say hi, or want to know more about a diamond ring, whatever it is, <laughs> come on by and say hello. So that's my direct email. I answer every single one of them. And um, I'm grateful for them. So yeah, let me know what you're looking for. And I'd be happy to happy to try to help. All right. Here's the quiz, Michelle. 
You're on oh. the hot seat. Alex Trebek, may he rest in peace. What a man. He's not with us. I'm going to take his place for one question. All right. Uh, Michelle Lau, you've chosen hit records from the 60s. Oh, no. Here oh, we no. go. Who wants to buy this diamond ring? She took it off her finger now. It doesn't mean a thing. He had had a father that was a world-class comedian that used to have a partner until they got into it. And the partner's name was Dean Martin. I don't know. His name, the name of the band was Gary Lewis and the Playboys. And that was the son. He was from Cleveland, Ohio. His daddy was Jerry Lewis. No kidding. That was Jerry Lewis's son, Gary. Gary is still out there today. He's alive and well. Still alive and well. Gary Lewis, he, one of his big, I think it was his largest hit record uh, of the few that he ever had, uh, and it was called This Diamond Ring. You remember hearing it? Is that the one that, go- no, I think I've got it wrong. Is that the one that goes, this diamond ring? Doesn't, doesn't mean it? what it did before. Used to, and did this before. diamond ring. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is a yeah. great song. That's actually. the one. That's the one. Yes, that's that's this diamond ring. That's Leon Russell who was playing the Uh, piano and most of the parts. That wasn't the Playboys playing that. They didn't get the Playboys band. It was called Gary Lewis and the Playboys. The Playboys came after. That was Phil Spector and his wall of sound with Leon Russell and and that whole crew. I believe it was Leon Russell playing most of the instruments on the song. Pardon? You didn't. You truly don't believe that? No, it it was not the Playboys singing that at all. I know that is a fact. That that was released. No, the Playboys came later after they had a hit. I would say Gary Lewis or somebody got signed because of the fact that that was Jerry's son. Oh well, it's it happens still, doesn't it? Yes, well, it happens. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) And and one other thing, did you hear your girlfriend, your bestie Tracy, talk about selling? She was selling makeup in New York. In New York, yeah. And in walks a customer, Bernadette Peters. Oh my God, I love Bernadette Peters. Now, where are you going to get a story like that other than from Tracy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's very true <laughs> <laughs> oh my but you you did listen to that did, did we do a good job on that interview with your girlfriend you did, awesome, you did an awesome job you know and uh it was so uh much fun to listen to that it, listen to the two of you together it just made me smile so thank you for that it was great Michelle, it's been real, but before I let you get out of here, this is something new. We didn't do this the last time you came on the show. Come on and walk with me, Michelle. We're going to walk over to my wishing well. Will you come with me? All right. Absolutely. I'll take your arm. 
All righty, here we go. We're walking everyone to our wishing well. And you know what they say, Michelle? They say, if you're going to make a wish in the wishing well, you have to keep it to yourself or it's no good. Wrong. Mm. On my wishing well, if you tell what it is you're wishing for, it works just the same. And what I'm wishing for is for good luck, good health, everything going your way because you deserve it in the next upcoming year. It's almost December. It's almost New Year's. We're at Thanksgiving right now, and I want you to have the best as I drop in this penny in my wishing well, and I'm saying good night, night, Michelle. And then here, here's a penny for you. Now you drop your penny in the wishing well, and then you say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. All right. And you know, since you're the guest, you don't have to say what you wished for. You can keep that to yourself. But I'll bet you it's all good things, isn't it? Of course. Wishing you all the best in the new year, Rick. Absolutely. Thanks for coming along, my dear, again. And boy, did that hour slide by quickly. It sure did. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen her on her current position with QVC Television. You've seen her on literally every other outlet that they have that sells jewelry and items on TV. What a pro, over 30 years worth of it. One of the best ad-lib speakers I could have ever called to do a show. I love this woman, what a true personality and a pro. God bless you there and your little barking puppies. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Lau, this Rick Flynn speaking, it's been fun, but I've got to run. On behalf of myself and our very special guest, television shopping personality, Michelle Lau. Thank you all. Have a good evening. Good night. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.